little baby don't say a word. Marcus, bye. You are a little baby bus broke. You take the little baby in town. You're listening to Trusted Words, the podcast that aims to tell authentic stories from real-life situations. I'm Ethan, and I created this podcast in my spare time with some help from my wife, Molly. Hey, guys. My son, Danny. How are you doing? And my daughter, Harper. (laughs) We have a dog, Samson, who gets scared when the trash truck goes by our house. In this episode, I've asked Molly's grandma, Norma, and her husband, Tom, to share their story about how they were married later in life after already being married and raising families separately for over 50 years. Their lives have come together now in a unique way, and it goes to show that new beginnings can happen at any point in a lifetime. I sat down with them one Saturday afternoon, and here's our conversation. Uh, We went to Bible camp uh Together. Tom Gunderson sits on a couch next to his wife Norma in their living room. I sit across from them, listening, as Tom and Norma describe how they originally met when they were growing up. Early on, Norma was from over near Barron, Wisconsin, and uh, I was uh, from a little town, Hawkins, which is about 50, 60 miles east of there. Anyway, it was by going to the Lutheran Bible camp that we met. And um, I'd gone to Bible camp many years. I think Norma hadn't gone as many years as me. But anyway, I was in uh, high school, high, maybe even out of high school, uh, and I thought she was really something special, you know. But I, I was always a nerd, and I didn't know how to express myself to girls at all. And uh, so one of my good friends uh, dated Norma a bit after that. And uh, we would see each other from time to time. A group of us had come to the Lord during the same period of time. And so we had a Saturday night Bible study that we would uh, travel over to my old town, Hawkins. and. Um, and Norma would come along with my sister some, I think it was. Uh, anyway, some kids from Bible camp joined with us during that time. And, and during that time, and when we were counselors in Bible camp, um, there were many young people, and we had such a good time. And I always thought of Tom as a really good friend, but nothing more. I was dating... Um, uh, the man I married, uh, in, who I dated in high school, and he'd gone into the Marines, and and so, um, uh, and I was teaching in the little town of Bruce, and uh, even got married my first year of teaching, and invited Tom and all the friends to the wedding. So we were kind of on different um, tracks. Tom married, became a pastor, and eventually had three kids with his wife. Norma married, became a teacher, and had four kids with her husband. Life went on. 
They never saw each other or talked with each other for over 50 years. Now this brings us to when they started talking again. Both of their spouses had passed away, and Tom decided to write Norma a letter. Norma and my sister had kind of kept uh, in contact through the years. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, even after she was married and uh, uh, lived down here in Rockford and all that, when she came home to see her parents, they would connect sometimes. And uh, anyway, Carol, my sister, told me that uh, Jack was very sick with uh, cancer. And um, and then a little later, uh, word came that he had passed away. And so I sent Norma uh, a card, uh, just... Uh, Sympathy. Uh, yeah. And, and you had been alone already three and a half years. Yeah, mm. well, th three years. Yeah, less than three years at that okay. time. But anyway, mm. um, and so she responded to my card, and and uh, then uh, a year later, um, Valentine's Day came along, mm. and I thought, uh, man, I I'd like to send her some flowers or mm -hmm. something. But I didn't do it. And um, so a little after that, I did write to her, and uh, we began to correspond. This was in, uh, well, it was in February, because it was after Valentine's Day. And uh, we wrote letter, her first letter back to me was keep in touch. And so I thought, well, I'll write again. And, mm -hmm. and we wrote back and forth for only about a month probably, a little more. Around this time, Norma went on a cruise with one of her daughters and their family. Tom had asked if he and Norma could get together sometime, so they agreed to meet when Norma got back from the cruise. If you want to know how silly I was and all that, well, I can tell you, but I couldn't wait for uh, the time when she was coming back. So he wrote letters. Yeah. Lots of letters. Lots of letters. Yes, when I came home from the cruise, I had many letters and one that was about 13, 14 pages long and uh, uh, so we knew that we really had a connection. But in that letter I was trying to tell her everything about myself, that uh -huh. I had this difficulty and that difficulty and I liked this kind of food and that. And fact is I made a whole um, Compatibility chart. Yeah, and <laughs> and so she could write back. I, I like this or don't don't like that, you know, and all that kind of stuff. You would Which, like, dislike, or tolerate were my three. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Okay, okay. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but she she never responded to that well, because uh, the very next weekend I asked her if it was all right if I came down. Okay. To see her. And so I drove down. This next story that Tom and Norma share together is probably one of my favorites that we've shared on the podcast so far. They've been writing letters back and forth for a month or so, and they're both pretty nervous for obvious reasons when Tom drives down to meet with Norma. Listen to what happens next. can just visualize it. The lady across the street was a widow lady, and, and they were going to be gone out to dinner on this particular Saturday and so I came and got myself a motel room up the street and 
And then when she I thought she would be home, I drove over her, but she wasn't home yet. So mm. I was sitting out in my car eating a sandwich <laughs> <laughs> when she came home. And, uh, and the reason that I, um, my friend across the street had taken care of all my mail when I was on the cruise, mm. and this was just the following Friday. So um, I told her I'd take her out to lunch. And uh, Tom said he wouldn't be here till about one. So Stephanie and I went to lunch and we came up the road and I saw that he had a kind of a big white mercury. And I, I was very nervous about this meeting <laughs> because I knew he had some feelings about me and I didn't know if mine would be just friendship. So I was very nervous and she even said to me, you can drop me off at my driveway. I said, no, I'll take you in. I need more time. I don't know what for, but <laughs> I was very nervous about that. <laughs> but in her last uh, letter to me, she said, uh, um, I'm going to expect a, a big hug at least. And uh, so when she came walking from over there and I got out of the car and we walked into the garage, which was right back here then um, anyway I gave her a hug mm -hmm. and um, and I don't know uh, if that's that's all there was to that I guess and then we came in to the house Tom and Norma went inside and started talking the connection between them was strong immediately it was just uh, very special you know mm. and I I can remember saying to her, I think while we were still out here in the little room, which was only this big at that time, mm -hmm. um, we need, we should get married or something like that. Mm -hmm. And she said, I, she responded to it, you know, in the affirmative, and mm -hmm. here we'd only seen each other for half but, an hour. Probably. But it seemed as though we, through our letters, Mm -hmm. And we just connected in so many ways. That, our, uh, our memories from times past yeah. and all yeah. that kind of thing were important. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's the way all that. And yeah. I don't make real quick decisions. Tom <laughs> knows that. And so he couldn't, you know, but it was like God had put us together. Now, I knew bits and pieces of this story before my interview with Tom and Norma, but I didn't realize how quickly things transpired from when they first started writing letters to when they decided to get married. I was so surprised when they told me that they agreed to be married on that day when they first met after all those years. But in the midst of my surprise, Norma's statement about God putting them together rang true. I've only known them since Molly and I started dating, but their love for each other and for God is so genuine. But the story continues. Once they decided to get married, they still had to figure out the timing of everything. We had agreed that we wanted to get married. Mm -hmm. But I would say, well, well, when should we get married? Well, Norma would say, what about October? This was May. Mm -hmm. And what about October? And I said, well, what about tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> My only thought was that mm -hmm. our fam, Tom's children, my children would get to meet, you know, mm -hmm. mine would meet Tom and, and his would meet me, and we would let them sort of get accustomed to mm -hmm. to it. And uh, yeah. he was, and then what happened? Well, yeah, that's, I owned a house up in northern uh, Minnesota, 
And I, I said, uh, well, I'll go home and put my house up for sale and see how that goes. Mm-hmm. And so I did. Tom sold his house for three times the price that he paid for it just five years prior. He sold it only about a week after he decided to sell it. So I, I called Norma and I said, we got to get married. And she said, why is that? I said, I'm homeless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> so anyways, well, the first that we met one another was... The 12th of April. 12th of April, and we got married the 5th of May. Oh, and, wow. And so... <laughs> Things happened fast. Yeah. yeah. But we knew. We were so sure. Yeah. 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 Well, that's great. And then, you, so you guys got married the 5th of May, you said? Yeah. Um, so you had known each other maybe less... Well, you'd been writing letters since then, and... Um, yeah. But all of this transpired in about a month or yeah, less. A little so, more. I mean, um, actually, a little more than a month, I guess. Okay. That was yeah. Yeah. Which sounds awfully fast, but I think that the history we had, and one of Tom's cousins says, said to him when he told him he was getting married, he said, boy, that was fast, mm. and you said. <laughs> My response was... Uh, uh, when you're seven. Yeah, when you're 70 years old, you don't take a long uh, courtship. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so that's what I, I was 70 and Norma was 69 at the mm. time. I asked Tom and Norma to talk about hobbies that they share together. I have this mental picture in my head of Tom and Norma outside in the backyard pulling weeds and taking care of their garden. Whenever I come to their house to pick something up or drop something off, I can usually find them out back if the weather is warm. Their backyard is amazing. It's full of different varieties and colors of flowers. And taking care of their garden is a great hobby that they share together. I made the decision that we should uh, live down here in Norma's house, um, mainly because her family was in the immediate area, mostly. And, um, and I had been away from my family uh, Pretty much uh, uh, wasn't as close, uh, uh, you know, in miles as she was. Anyway, uh, so I started hauling stuff down here that uh, I had a whole bunch of lumber in my in my barn that I had uh, uh, saved up and gotten cut. And anyway, I dried it all, and uh, so I started hauling stuff down here. One day, I hauled. Uh, I don't know what it was, 200 and some two-by-sixes. <laughs> mm, wow. And I piled them up out in the back back here, and her neighbors asked her, what's he going to do with all that? And I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and though I, that isn't really answering the questions of what yeah. we do together, but mm-hmm. it was wonderful, the changes. I had lived in this house a long time, and I didn't know if that would... It had to be Tom's choice if he wanted to live here, but he made many wonderful changes, additions and windows and doors and floors, and it's so much his house also. Mm -hmm. So together we love uh, gardening, flowers. He pulls weeds a lot more than I do, but um, (laughs) uh, I do golf, and he told me, well, I'll learn to golf if you want me to, and I said, when you're 70 years old, you've never golfed. I don't think it, you'd 
really want to. He tells me I was afraid he'd beat me, so anyway, we <laughs> kid about it. <laughs> but uh, so we have, you know, some separate uh, things. We got married on the 5th, and so the 5th of every month we go to lunch or do something special. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we just enjoy um, the quietness, and we took some wonderful trips earlier, and we loved the car trips and traveling, and mm-hmm. so we've had we've had many many good years. Yeah, my daughter Harper loves visiting her great grandma Norma and her papa Tom, as she calls them. They make their own homemade applesauce, and just a couple weeks back, my wife Molly was telling Harper about this process. Do you know who else likes applesauce? Grandma Norma and Papa Tom. Yeah, they do. What did Mommy tell you that they do with their apples? Mm-hmm. What do they do? They drop their applesauce. Yeah, so the apples fall off of their tree, and then they pick them all up, they collect all the apples, and they cut them, and they mash them up, and they make applesauce, like what you're eating right now. But... Grandma Norma and Papa Tom didn't make this applesauce. Okay, you're all done. Good job. A pupilt milk. Harper, did you go to see did you go to see Grandma Norma and Papa Tom yesterday? Uh-huh. What did you do? I did. I did play with toys at me. <laughs> you played with toys? I say black sheep. I say black sheep, black sheep. Black sheep, black sheep? You did. Is that a song? You looked at the book. It says, brown bear, brown bear, what do you see? Is that a book that Grandma Norma has? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what does it say in it? Black sheep, what do you see? Uh, and I can't for that. There you go. It says, I see a yellow duck looking at me. One of my last questions for Tom and Norma was about what they've learned in their marriage and how they've grown together. Our health situation, uh, I had to have uh, heart surgery uh, the very next, well, in, in March of the year we were married. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that was a quadruple bypass uh, thing. And then um, I don't know how much longer after that it was that Norma had uh, cancer. Mm-hmm. Several uh, years. We've both gone through mm-hmm. some health, serious mm-hmm. health issues and just being there for each other and uh, uh, the encouragement and the prayers. And um, And I think one thing I've learned too, when you're, our age, you're kind of set in your ways, you know, you've lived many years and you have kind of a certain way to do things and I think it's a learning experience to, um, my thought is always God loves me, God loves Tom, and we're not the same in many ways, but we love each other and um, you learn Mm -hmm. (laughs) to give and take. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. At any time, I guess. But, you know, you have some pretty strong opinions when you've gone quite a few years. This is a really great point that Norma made that I had never really considered. 
I know when Molly and I got married, we sometimes had two very different ways of doing things. I still can't load the dishwasher to her satisfaction. Over time, we've had to compromise and learn how to do things differently. But we only had about 20 years to form our opinions about how things should be. At age 70, to have to develop a new way of doing things, that would be tough. My very last question for the two of them was about their occupations they had throughout their lives and if that affected their relationship now. Well, one big thing for me, I had uh, been a Lutheran and attended the Lutheran churches all my life. Mm -hmm. And now, time as a retired covenant pastor, and I knew nothing about the covenant church or how they worshipped him, Mm -hmm. that was a concern. Because I wanted to worship with him, Mm -hmm. but I had to be comfortable. And so the first time he came, we uh, visited and went to a Broadway Covenant Church, and uh, I, I said, thank you, God. It was a wonderful service. The hymns were familiar, uh, standing next to Tom and hearing him sing. It, um, that was a big load off my mind yeah. because that was such an important part yeah. of our church. So um, I would couldn't think of not of him going to one church and me another, and it's, right. it's been a... a a great thing. Yeah, that's good. And I think in my teaching, you work with people, you work with kids, you work with parents, and um, it gives you, I think we both, and maybe I'm more of a people person to want to do a little more going or doing things, but um, it's all blended well together. Mm-hmm. Tom and Norma are generous with their time and resources. They come every Saturday to Danny's basketball games, and they always let us use their big truck if we need to move furniture. Tom enjoys working with wood, and he's repaired a few old wooden dressers and has given them to us. Norma hosts a weekly breakfast for her grandkids and great-grandkids every week. These are just a few examples of their generosity and the joy that they spread to others. This year, they'll be celebrating their 16th wedding anniversary. It's been fun getting to know them, and I really enjoyed hearing their story of how they were married. I hope you did too. Welcome to Basketball Facts with Danny, the part of our podcast where Danny shares a basketball fact. Did you know... Wilt Chamberlain, an old school basketball player, scored 100 points in one game. 100 points all by himself? Yes. Wow. That's pretty impressive. What team did he play for? I don't know. I think it might have been the Lakers. The Lakers? Yeah. Cool. I think it was the Lakers. And you said his name was Will Chamberlain? Yeah, Will, yeah, Will Chamberlain. Nice. Kind of like Will Smith. Did you watch a video? How do you? So I'm curious. Do you watch videos, or how do you learn about these facts? Um, yeah, videos and Google. Yeah. Google. Yeah, Google. Do you Google. search for like what are the most points that someone made in one game? Right. Yeah. 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 That's what I do. Nice. Which is probably going to be an unbeatable record. I'm. Le- My goal is if I go to the NBA, I'm going to beat that record. Yeah. How many do you want to get? 105. 105? Either that or or at least over 100. 
What do you think you need to do in order to be that good to get that many points in one game? Uh, work hard and um, yeah, practice makes perfect. Perfect. Yeah, it's true. Thanks, Danny. Yep. Thanks for listening to Trusted Words. We'll be back next week with another episode. As always, if you've got a story that you think would be interesting to share for the podcast, let me know. And now my daughter Harper will close out the episode. I say bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Who are you saying bye to? Bye to you. Bye to me? No, bye to mommy. Bye to mommy? Uh-huh. Can you say bye-bye to our listeners? Bye-bye to the listeners. Say, see you next week. See you next week. And see you soon.